0: Hey, hey, hey! How are you? Welcome to Everything's Relative, a podcast about DNA surprises. I'm Eve Sturgis, your host. Maybe you consider me a friend. Maybe it's best to think of me as a guide into the world of DNA testing and what happens when science proves that everything you thought you knew about yourself was a lie. That's kind of dramatic. Um, It isn't always everything you thought about yourself. But it's often about who your parents are or who your dad is. It often includes an ethnicity or racial identity change, new siblings, new family. We are talking about the kind of DNA discoveries that turn everything on its head or make everything you didn't understand about your childhood suddenly make sense. These episodes come out on Friday. Is it Friday in your world? TGIF. I have always loved Fridays. Uh, Even when I didn't work jobs that were like banking hours, you know? Um, Like even when I was a waitress and worked Saturdays and Sundays, I still felt relief on Fridays. One day, maybe I'll make a podcast about my 15 years as a waitress. Maybe not. Maybe that's not a good idea. Anyway, now I'm a podcaster and I'm a therapist. Summer has just begun here in Los Angeles. Although you would never know it, it's a super dark gray day here, and I'm wearing socks. Yeah, socks. That's how cold it is. But anyway, Kiara's shoe sent me a little bit of sunshine from Chicago when we talked the other day. Kiara came to me as a donor-conceived person who has just published her first book called Chosen Family, A Donor-Conceived Woman's Journey to Redefining Family. Kiara Shu is a writer, speaker, and advocate dedicated to bringing representation to all kinds of families and breaking the stereotype of society's traditional family. Kiara believes there is no one-size-fits-all family, that all family structures are equally as beautiful and should be celebrated by society. It's available on Amazon now and through her website, kiararayshu.com. I'll mention that again later and I'll spell it. I felt so lucky to get to some... To spend, mm, how did I feel? I felt so lucky to get to spend some time with her the other day, to hear a little bit more about her story and what led her to write this book about it. I'll go ahead and roll the tape now, and I'll see you in a little bit. I won't see you in a little bit. I'll talk to you in a little bit. It's a podcast. We listen. We don't see. This is everything's relative. I'm Eve Sturgis. Yeah, cool. So, Piara wait, hold on. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a chosen family. I was about to call it something else. And then tell me this right before, before I really make a mistake. Chosen family, it's a
1: memoir, right? It is a memoir. Okay, yeah. Children's, it's not like a children's book. No, it is a memoir. Um, And it's primarily surrounding, obviously, my story being donor conceived, raised by a single mom, and my finding siblings, donor siblings, right. with a couple surprises thrown out in there. Yeah. 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 How memoirs do. Yes, cool.
0: exactly. Cool. Oh, cool.
1: Okay. Awesome. So you're in Chicago. Yep. Um, What do you do? What do you do in Chicago? Did you grow up there? I did grow up in Chicago. I grew up in the Northern suburbs of Chicago and now live downtown Chicago with my fiance and our little cat. Um, and my day job is what I like to call it is I'm an accountant, which is very vastly different from my passion project as an author and a speaker. Yeah, that's very different,
0: um, but so dependable as a career. This is true.
1: You <laughs> can't believe This that. is
0: true. <laughs> um, yeah. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Yeah. So you are coming to me as a donor conceived person, and uh, that's also the subject of your memoir called Chosen
1: Family. So let's get a little bit into that. Um, did you always know you were donor right. conceived? I did always know that I was donor-conceived. My mom told us right from the beginning. She said that she practiced in her womb, and she told us that, you know, mommy really wanted a baby, and mommy wasn't married. So mommy went to the doctor, and with the help of a doctor and a donor, out came you. Um, And as we grew up, she kind of added in more age-appropriate language. Okay, so you always knew. And how many siblings did you grow up with? Grew up with one sibling, and I've found... 21 off of 23andMe, Ancestry, Donor Sibling Registry, all of the above.
0: Okay. So we grew up with one, but donor siblings, 21. Yes. At least. At least. At least. As of now. Yeah. Right. As of today. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit about how you went from always knowing you were donor conceived to
1: writing a book about it. Yeah. So, growing up, I very much thought that my family was normal, just because my mom made it feel very normal to just be her, me, and my brother. And and growing up, you know, people definitely asked, where's your dad? Why don't you have a dad? Like, Or you have to have a dad. And I would explain, well, I do, but he's my donor. You know, it's not like your typical mom, dad, same house situation. And so growing up, I was always pretty confident in my story, and that kind of just became more and more once I started, once I decided to do 23andMe, started finding siblings, and once I kept sharing my story mostly verbally in casual conversation with friends or with strangers or with anyone that would want to hear, and certain things in that journey happened that were a little bit crazy, I always say, you know, I can't make this stuff up, and with my passion for sharing my story some of the entertaining for lack of a better word things that happened plus my desire to just break down stereotypes of what society thinks is a traditional family led me to write the book
0: Mm -hmm. that's great when you went on to 23andme um at ancestry.com and i'm using those very generally what year was that that was 2019 okay so, you're, so four years ago, and what um, inspired you to take the
1: test? I had always been curious, less about my donor, but more about my siblings. I personally am a someone who loves family, grew up with a very tiny family and wanted more, was very curious about siblings. So when I knew that, you know, DNA testing was exploding and that there would be a possibility of me finding siblings out there, I decided that it was time to do 23andMe. And that was my senior year of college. Okay. So you started with
0: 23andMe and, and how, how many matches did you have say like right
1: away? Immediately doing 23andMe, I found one sibling, um, my sister Shua, who I talk about her in the book. Um, And so immediately connected with her was elated to find out that I had a sibling was very, very, very excited. And within two weeks, I was on a plane going to New York to go meet her, which was again, one of the most incredible experiences. Um, just again, finding that I had a sibling out there and that they wanted to get to know me and they wanted a relationship with me. Yeah, cool. That must have been so fun. Um, and how was your mom about all this? My mom is definitely Extremely supportive. We are very similar in the fact that she is also loves to share everything and anything about her life and our life and she's probably just as much of an overshare as I am. So she was very, very supportive from day one. In fact, um, she's come on some of the sibling trips with me where we've now started to invite parents. So we actually have a sibling trip next weekend, which is about eight of my siblings and myself, four of us, which our moms will come to. Oh, cool. That yes. sounds fun. Where are you guys going? We're going to Nashville. Oh, all right.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Okay. And what about your brother? How's he feel about it?
1: So one of the plot twists that has happened in our journey, um, when my mom was going through fertility treatments, she was told by the doctor that she needed to pick a new donor after she conceived my brother. Um, mm-hmm. Based on her age, based on the viability of the sperm, whatnot. They had, I'm sure they had the reasons. So she picked a new donor to conceive me since I'm two years younger than him. Um, So growing up, you know, as far as my mom knew and we knew, we were biologically half siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I started this journey, I started it from the perspective that the siblings that I found would not be related to my brother. And he was not very interested in finding any other donor family. Um, So he was kind of like, go you excited for you but i'm okay just not pursuing that for my own donor family eventually i did probably push him into it but he did do 23 and me and we found out that that we were full siblings i knew that was coming but that's still really wild what um we were literally at a bottomless brunch with our <laughs> friends that we grew up with it was around christmas break time so we were both back from college um and we are drinking bottomless mimosas and people were asking because they knew that I'd been on this journey and had been getting siblings. And they're like, Logan, have you tried it? And he was like, well, I did submit my DNA, but I haven't looked yet. So everyone, of course, is like, well, let's you know, look yeah. right the now, time. of course, because when you're having mimosas, you know, what else is there to do? But so he looked and immediately he hands me his phone and says, why are your siblings because I had found two by this point, why are your siblings on my page? Why do they show up as siblings for me too? And it took a second. And I was like, okay, well, did you log into my account? And then I was like, no, I can, I can see my name there too. And so then everything just clicked. It was like, wait, no, we are, I started screaming. I was like, we're both siblings. (laughs) And everyone is obviously freaking out as well as Logan. He's like, but that's like not possible. Like we're in our 20s like how are we just figuring this out now um because we also have drastically different personalities mm-hmm. so i think we always attributed our different personalities and our different characteristics like facial features and whatnot to us having different donors and so finding that i was definitely a shock especially because then i had to go back to my other my new siblings my donor siblings and say oh yeah I remember My brother, who I said was not related to you, turns out he is. Wow. Okay. So wait, has
0: your mom or you or your brother ever connected with the original fertility treatment, either doctor or place and been like, how did this happen?
1: How is this possible? WTF? The doctor is retired. um, And the clinic is no, isn't like the same again, because he's retired. So there really isn't, unfortunately, anything that we can do. Um, My mom did say, she was like, I would have probably tried harder if this wasn't for the better. Like that we, if we had found out that you weren't related, that they used a different donor, then obviously we'd have a much bigger issue on our hands. But it definitely, obviously, they told her that they were going to use one sperm and they, must have gone back and tried figured, oh, let's just try the original donor. And it worked without them telling her. Right. Or the donor was donating at different times and registering himself differently. Yes. It's so the possibilities are. My mom again called my mom immediately and she was like, literally WTF. Like, yeah, How like did this that happen? She thought we were joking at first. And mm-hmm. I was like. But then things started to click because we do have, I mean, we're siblings and so people when we were younger used to think we were twins. So, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That is really wild. So, okay. So he turns out he's in the mix, whether he wants to be or not. Yes. Um, Which probably made his journey a little more difficult only because now a lot of this is forced upon him not necessarily like he hasn't decided to come on any of our sibling trips and i don't try to force him into it or overshare on our like our experiences but he is interested he's not closed off he's he just doesn't he has a different definition of family than i do so um the most i guess upcoming thing that we have going on is my wedding which he will obviously be there and so will a lot of our siblings that we share um and i did ask him like how do you feel about this because you know i've decided to jump head first into this but i know you haven't is it okay if i invite a group of them that i'm really close with and he said of course like i'm not gonna you know stand in a corner and avoid them um, but i'm also not gonna fly across the country to meet them like you do so a little bit of background there yeah okay when's your wedding Wedding is in a little over three months. It's September 16th. Okay. We're getting there. Yes. It is kind of crazy. We're just, no. you know, it, it's exciting. We're going on our sibling trip next week. And a lot of them are excited to come into Chicago
0: for the wedding. Mm-hmm. I love weddings. Um, and did any, so 21 siblings is a lot. Did any of them not know they were donor conceived before their own 23 and me experience?
1: Yes. So Mm -hmm. out of the, which also plays into some of the surprises that have happened along the way. I also, I guess before I get into the breakdown, being someone who has always known that they are donor conceived and has been very confident and proud in her family. I came into this very naively because I did not know the only other few don't, I knew very little donor conceived people growing up and the people I did know also always knew and were very Proud and and happy and content with their life. So I did not fathom a world where people did not know they were donor conceived, and we're finding out now through DNA testing, and are super angry, rightfully so, or super traumatized. It's
0: not so, funny. It's
1: not funny, but it's a little bit funny. I literally and now I look back and I'm like, how could I? I literally lived in a fairy tale world where everyone was just as happy and wanted to you know get to know me and. Just as much. But so my second sister, Taylor, that I found through 23andMe. So I found my sister, Shua, met her. She has had known since she was um, in her teens. So not her whole life, but her parents disclosed to her. And then my sister, Taylor, second sister. So I was still super excited riding that high of like, oh my goodness, another sister. Great to meet you. I'm Kiara. I'm your sister. And I, you know, so excited. We're going to be a girl gang. This is yes. be so great. <laughs> we just, I piled it on. I piled it on thick and she was like, how are we related? And I, I remember the exact day I was working front desk uh, on my college campus of the dorm that I was an RA for and i was crying in the middle of the lobby i was crying and i was like oh no i basically this girl doesn't know obviously she's donor conceived because otherwise you wouldn't have asked that question and i'm not that i'm going to be the one to tell her but like i'm involved i'm involved in the process so that was a huge 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 shock to me and to her um, her parents, after she asked them, they did let her know that she was donor conceived and that obviously they never told her, um, which definitely affected her. But after a few months, you know, she was excited to connect and we're actually, she is one that lives in Nashville. So we're going to visit her. So, um, has become, you know, an amazing sister of mine that I get to see often, but It was very hard for her, obviously, and still I'm sure is. And then out of our 21 siblings, since obviously we found a lot more since then, there's only about 12 or 13 of us that are in a group chat all together. And I would say maybe three of them did not know that they were donor conceived, but we found a bunch that are, did not want to participate in the group chat in the overall sibling group that did not know. So there's definitely multiple situations. We also still have a sister that doesn't know and, and hasn't really put two and two together. Um, we've definitely changed our approach in how we are communicating with with new siblings that we find. Yeah,
0: I imagine. I imagine you would <laughs>
1: change your approach. And what's the age
0: um, of everybody? I mean, don't give me the rundown of everybody, but like, what's the youngest and what's the oldest? How far apart are you guys?
1: i'm the youngest uh at 26 years old freshly 26 which is hilarious because if you know me like i am I'm the mom of the group and always wanted to be the oldest and i'm dead last which is fine <laughs> and then the oldest is about to turn 30 so pretty four four years oh wow that's that's really that's a real tight bunch it is, which um, so we actually do know our donor as well. That was, um, that was my next question. <laughs> um Our donor did decide probably almost a decade ago to put his information on donor sibling registry and to make himself known. And so I um, got connected with him through my some of my siblings that I have found in the last couple of years. So it's been a, about a year and a half since I've been connected with him. Um, and I have met him in person as well, and it makes sense with the timeline only because he donated when he was in grad school, um, to become a doctor and we're all about four years apart. So right.
0: about, about, about a med school experience.
1: Yes. It all kind of adds up. Right, right, right. And what kind of doctor did he become? Um, only because I, pro- like, I've tried to take that out of my book just for identifiable information i typically just say doctor okay so he could be anything yes
0: (laughs) that's fine that's totally fine let my imagination go wild with that um and does he
1: have children that he raised himself does have two children which um i typically do include them in my sibling count as well Mm -hmm. um both of them know that he was a donor and I actually, when I met him, I got to meet his daughter, who is my donor sister as well. But mm-hmm. um, I got to meet both of them at the same time. And I was the first sibling that she met because they're in their very young, early 20s. So, um, and he told them in their like late teens. Okay. Okay.
0: Interesting. Um more questions about him but i'm afraid they will be too identifying so we will
1: (laughs) like what's his name i'm kidding well in in the book his name is robert uh most of my siblings i did use their real name with their permission but i did change my donor's name and his daughter's name Do, do the other siblings have relationships with him so he has met two of my other sisters and i would say they have similar relationship that i do you know text occasionally. Um, we've all met him only once, so not like we're all meeting up with him pretty frequently. Part of the reason is also he's wanted to join on some of our sibling trips, or at least the one um, one of the last ones, but COVID plus him being a doctor didn't really mesh well um, with him joining us on some of our like traveling gatherings. Um, and some of the other siblings, some are like super curious to meet him, and like if the if timing aligns, they're like, yeah, I would love to meet him. And then other siblings are like, I'm okay.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I don't need,
1: I, they're more interested in, most of us are more interested in the sibling relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that's a layered experience. Among all your siblings, have you,
1: you know, developed opinions
0: about nature versus nurture based on meeting each other?
1: Yes. That's actually something that we talk about a lot because it's crazy but my I would have always said nurture wins in terms of like personality sense but since meeting a bunch of my siblings a few of my sisters I met and I was like yes you are me I am you like this is crazy crazy Mm -hmm. crazy crazy with looks like one of my sisters and I are literal twins like I look like her more than anyone else in this world Mm -hmm. um and our personalities are like the exact same. So I think since meeting each other we have a newfound appreciation for biology (laughs) and uh, definitely nature has won out in in certain aspects of our life and obviously nurture wins as well but it it has been interesting because my brother and I are the only two full biological siblings of the group. Mm -hmm. Um, All my other siblings They may have siblings, but they're either adopted or born through a different donor or their parents, full biological child. Um, So it is interesting when I compare him and I and then me and all of our other siblings, too. Yeah, I bet. Do um, anybody else a doctor? No, we are mostly we have some business people. We have a musician. We have some people in the nonprofit space. We have a nurse. Um, one of my sisters is going to become a vet. So literally all over the board, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Although
0: one could argue a nurse and a vet are, are very, are within the same ballpark.
1: Yes. Uh, In the same realm. And my brother and I are both, I'm an accountant and he's um, in finance in New York and my mom was an accountant. So I, in terms of profession, we mostly took after her right okay that's got to be so interesting
0: what do you feel
1: like your goal was when you wrote your book i think my goal has changed throughout time when i started writing i was 19 years old i had found two amazing siblings um but i really was just kind of excited to tell my story and say thank you to those who kind of helped me get to where i was and as more my story played out and as i kept telling my story i realized that a lot of people are unfamiliar with different types of families and different types or different ways to make a family and had never met anyone who was donor conceived or who had an experience like mine so it turned into more of me trying to share not only my family dynamic and my sibling journey, but also share my siblings' stories. I do share a little bit about each of them and their family and what their family looks like and who, who it's made up of and what their definition of family is. So I really, it became the purpose to try and change everyone's perspective on what family means. And mm-hmm. you have the power to define who you consider your family, biologi- biologically or not. Right, right. So when you say you started to write it at 19, That
0: was before you had connected with all these siblings.
1: I had connected with Shua and Taylor, my first two siblings was right when I, because it was my last year of college, or not 19. Oh my yeah, gosh. I'm like,
0: how could you have been 19? That's oh my God, you're so
1: to. right. My math, I don't even, now I that I'm 26, genius. I'm like, oh, that's so long ago. She's been in college since she was 15. Okay. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. No, thank you for fact checking. That's completely wrong. I was 22 when I graduated. I was like, how old are you when you graduate college? I was normal age, 22. Okay. Um, So I was 22, I had connected with my two siblings, and it was right... it was
0: always about the sort of donor experience of meeting these other siblings and... Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. And and my mom and I had started, I mean, I used to call my mom every day like, hey, what what was my birth like? Or what was Mm -hmm. the process of, you know, picking the sperm donor like? And back in the day when it was fully anonymous, and you literally only had like five characteristics about him. Um, so, I mean, she, her words are kind of spoken throughout the book, just in terms of everything that she was able to share with me. So it is totally on my donor conceived experience, my sibling journey. Also big chunk of it is being raised by a single mom and Mm. that, that experience as well.
0: Yeah. That's no joke either. What is your hope for people that are either donor conceived or not donor conceived reading your book?
1: That's a great question. So for donor conceived people, whether I always say, regardless of what your experience has been, you know, if it's been traumatic, or if it's been a super positive story, my hope is that donor conceived people are able to see part of themselves in my book. Now, maybe it's not in my story, but maybe it's in my sister's, Miss Sister Taylor's story. And obviously, maybe her story is a little bit of a smaller part in the book than my own. But I I have gotten some feedback that once people read the book because they didn't really know what it was going to be like, or what my experience was, especially because if they knew anything about my experience, they knew that it was different than theirs. They would realize I actually am very pro being able to find out your biological roots if you're interested in it. And so I, I think that that part of family is super, super important. And also I do recognize that not everyone has had the same experience as me and especially some of my siblings. So hoping that, Donor conceived people can see themselves in my story. For everyone else who is not donor conceived, I am hoping that it just kind of enlightens them, alters their perspective just a little bit that all families, regardless of how unique or what society says is different, you know, family deserves to be celebrated and, and loved and cared for. So, I, anytime anyone's like, wow, you know, I my perspective has shifted, or I've just been introduced to a whole new way of life. I'm always really proud of that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that feels really good. Any big surprises happen
1: um since you've
0: since the book has come out for you?
1: I also think the biggest surprise going back to what I was saying about my sister not knowing that she was donor conceived, I feel like I realized how large the donor conceived community actually is on social media and that's I just was not connected to donor, different donor conceived communities and spaces on social media. So I've gotten to one connect, which I think has been a pretty powerful experience just to, you know, participate in being able to share my story and listen to other donor conceived people. Um, I think sometimes I was hit with like a, well, your story is positive. So it's not for me or you won't understand my story. But I feel like and when I do have those conversations or if someone does read my book, they're like, wow, I actually like you can at least empathize with me because you do have the perspective of your siblings having similar experiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would hate for people to just disregard the whole thing um, just because on the surface, the outcome isn't the same, you know, emotionally. But also I I find me and maybe you are finding this, too, in the donor conceived community that so often it depends on where people are in their journey. Oh, yes. You know, like someone that has just found out and never knew and can't get the truth from their parents is going to feel so much differently about you and your experience than someone that's had like three years of therapy and absolutely has
1: been working you know, and has positive experiences with their siblings. Like it makes such a huge difference. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Even someone who has always known When I was younger, I used to have some medical issues and we did go back and try to get a little bit more information and definitely faced that those barriers to access, you know, accurate health information or any any information whatsoever. So I can definitely see, especially if you're finding something out for the first time, how hard that is.
0: Yeah. Good. I mean, I'm glad you have an imagination.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how I mean, I know it's like that
0: seems really obvious to me. But, but, you know, I I also get that there are people that just have not ever, ever fathomed any of this stuff. Mm. And so just don't understand what the big deal is. Mm. Yeah. Anything about your book that
1: I should have asked, or you wanted me to ask that I didn't ask? One other thing that I've got some feedback on that I really love, I tried to, I admire my mom. If you, if you can't tell, I love her. I think she's amazing and she's a badass you know pioneer loves to just forge her own path but i also think she parented very well and kind of equipped us like one with like body positivity and confidence in our story and in who we are um and just kind of set us set us up well and let us you know figure out who we are as individuals so i did kind of include some anecdotes from our childhood or different parenting moments so, part of a few chapters are kind of like a parenting book, but written from the perspective of a child. Um, so, I've gotten some pers- some feedback that certain parents have read it and they're like, "Wow, this is great!" Or like, "I didn't know that I was going to get that out of this book." People from just a parent just uh, <laughs> I was going to say regular parents. That's not okay. Uh,
0: parents that are that have donor children or parents, uh, uh, any parent. a little
1: bit of both. Um, okay but the exact feedback that I'm thinking of came from a parent who has a donor conceived child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think it applies to everyone. Cause everyone always says like, what's your target market? I'm like, I really believe, and I know you're supposed to find your niche, but I was like, I really believe that everyone can get something out of this book. Yeah. Okay. Great.
0: Wide audience. Um, yeah. I have a lot of friends in the like par- in the parent world, you know, sort of mom group scene who are now just, their kids are turning like, four, five, six, and they're just getting into the conversation of like, how do we do this donor conversation? Um, it's a little bit fun to be like, I happen to know some resources, but um, yeah. So that's good to know that you've got that, that extra like layer to your story. That's cool. Good mom. That's not to be taken lightly. <laughs>
1: like, you know? definitely like, now as somebody who I am planning on having children, one day, and so now I'm thinking, okay, how can I take some of that and bring it into to my family? Yeah, that's great.
0: Is your book available everywhere? Amazon? Do we go to it your is web? available
1: on it is available on Amazon? Links are through my website, so you can go to KiaraRayshu.com or find me on Instagram. There's a link as well. Just okay. or type in "Chosen Family" on Amazon; it'll be one of the first things that come up.
0: Great, yeah, and I'll of course make that all available to everybody. Um, on my Instagram and, um, your book will be available on my website or a link will always, you know, will be present. And, um, Thank you. make sure that, that people, uh, get the information they need. And if they can't, I always say this and it, people really do do this. Um, if you can't figure it out, contact me and I will just help you. <laughs> like, I will help you get the link or the, the website you need to be yeah. Uh, and,
1: and people really do take me up on that a lot. And I, and I love it. And if anyone has any questions, I'm always an open book. I love, I mean, I get a good chunk of some DMs just typically from parents who donor conceived individuals, typically moms um, reaching out. And I love just chatting and providing any, any, ex- at least sharing my experience, you know? Right.
0: Right. That's all you can do. Yeah. Awesome. This was so great. Yes. Thank
1: you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe one day we can all, we can meet in person with uh, um, lots of other people within our sort of DNA discovery
1: world. I know I'm I'm glad that, you know, the world is opening up more. So that's definitely, I feel like a, a possibility right yeah. now in our world post COVID. Awesome. Well, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, have a fun wedding. If I don't get to connect with you before then, I thank love you. It's- I know I'm excited to take pictures with all my siblings too. I'm like, that'll yeah. be super sweet. Oh yeah.
0: Would you oh, keep in touch with with me about that if it's okay with them? Like I would love, you know, anything people yes. love. You. That would be a cool thing to to update people about um on Instagram. Absolutely. I will. That would be really cool. Um, all right. Well, it was
1: fantastic to meet you. Thank you, you as well. And I hope you enjoy. Hopefully the LA weather or just California weather in general gets better. The sun
0: came out while we were talking, the sun came out.
1: Okay. And you know what?
0: Like touch base with me in a month and I'll be like, we're dying. <laughs> it's so hot. Like I hate
1: it here. So changes trying to keep perspective oh, fair. That's <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Eve.
0: Can anyone else tell that I really wanted to jump off topic and talked to Kiara about her wedding? Um, I love weddings. I have always loved weddings. I went through a time where I wanted to be a wedding planner. I don't know why. Kiara's episode has me talking about all these like previous seasons of careers in my life. Um, I was a waitress at one point. I wanted to be a wedding planner. Anyway, I loved my own wedding. Um, I would get married like a hundred more times just so I could have all the weddings I had planned in my head. Um, I want to know colors and themes and vibes and seating. I want to know all of it. So congrats to Kiara. And I hope she sends me some pictures of the big day. But more importantly, to our primary focus of this podcast, congratulations on writing your story. And I think the DNA Discovery community is really lucky to have someone like you in it with us. Anyone interested in her book, Chosen Family, One Donor Conceived Woman's Journey to Redefine Family, head over to her website, Kiara Shoe, K I A R A R A E S H U H dot com or Amazon, or my own website, everything's relative com. I'll have a link there. Uh hey, did I forget to include a review of the week last episode? I don't remember. If I did, which means it doesn't really mean anything. Um, I may have done it. I may have not. But this week, I'm definitely doing it. The review of the week, this episode, is that one year ago, a person reviewed my podcast and said, one of top three podcasts. Thank you, Eve. Well, thank you, anonymous person. Great example of how brief a review can be. So if you haven't done one yet, what are you waiting for? You too could be featured right here. Doesn't that seem so neat? Thank you to everyone else who has taken the time to share or review this project. The rest of you who haven't done anything, well, that's okay. I actually am grateful for you too. Anyway, if you are struggling, I'm changing the subject here. If you are struggling to process your own DNA discovery, whether it's donor conception or not parented expected, I hope you'll consider using my journal, Who Even Am I Anymore? I created it with you in mind and based on my own journey and the journeys I've explored with all my guests here on the podcast. It's on Amazon and my website, Who Even Am I Anymore? And if that's not enough structure for you, I also host a process group every Thursday hosted by Hyrith Hope and Healing. If any of that sounds appealing to you, please reach out to me so we can discuss it. However, You are processing the events in your life. I hope that you're finding room for laughter and for tears, for some relaxation as the days warm up, some good food, and whatever else it is that you need to get through your time with us here on Earth. Don't forget to brush your teeth, wear some sunscreen. I hope you come back soon to Everything's Relative. In case you didn't hear it like the 10 other times I said it, I'm Eve Sturgis. Bye-bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Eve Sturgis and
1: Kaelin Egan and edited by Joy Rumor. Logo designed by Ivy McNally, and music is used with permission from Goodbye the Band. Eve is a licensed psychotherapist, but her podcast episodes are not therapy sessions.